Yo, it's Tuesday. Welcome back to work, everybody from New Year's. Oh, wait a minute. This is automotive. <laughs> everybody was working yesterday. We're welcome back to the rest of the world. Talking no. about Tesla's new US chief. No more ice engines in Norway and Volvo buying more safety. Everywhere Got I go, it all out. The people really want to know. That was impressive. You did like a welcome and a three topicer. I just that felt was, like, sometimes you feel. Yeah, you were like, you know, sometimes you're like, running, Kyle, since you're a runner and you just feel good at that, those late miles, and you're like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going yep. for it. I just I'm telling you what. I, I I will say, look, when it comes to running, just just so everyone knows, nothing really feels comfortable till about six miles in anyway. So that's why everyone hates running. That explains why I've never felt comfortable running. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Nobody ever makes it to six. Once you get to six, you just keep going. No big deal. <laughs> it's like kids, right? Once you get to five, you're like, well, who's going to notice, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's how yeah. it works, but okay. Sounds good. <laughs> that's why no one knows. Only no one people. knows. We got a few, only a few people. We got a few and friends got that got six. Kids. Ask Glenn yeah. Mundy. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. No one actually has five kids. That's actually not a thing. It's either four or 13. That's the only option. <laughs> that's that mushy middle, right? just kind of got to keep pushing through. Oh, man, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, but uh, we're going to be thinking on the ground and in the dirt quite a bit. Speaking of in the dirt, we do have a podcast called In the Dirt. We released a new episode today, so you can search it in Apple or Google or Spotify, whatever. In the Dirt by With a Sodu. Is it With a Sodu? In the Dirt with a Sodu. Yeah. And uh, today we just released uh, an interview that I was able to do when I was on the ground with a bunch of the Fix Stops folks from uh, the Sioka uh, Sioka, what are Sioka dealerships and uh, talked to Greg Sioka Jr., who, in my opinion, is one of the most impressive leaders uh, that country. And I think the average age of manager in that organization, which is, I think, like in the 30s now, but where are they at in the top 150? 70? I don't know. They're up there. Average oh, age of their manager is like 34. So. <sighs> If you want to groom the next generation, wow. check out In the Dirt with the Sodu podcast today. Listen to Greg Sioka Jr. And you'll you'll uh, kind of see what that sounds like, you know, right yep. out of the gate. Uh, also, Kyle, you're going to be with some dealers tomorrow. Oh, um, I'm really excited about that. May or may not be in Florida, which is also exciting in the winter. That is very exciting. Uh, but yeah, I get to uh, get to be with some dealers, some GMs, and, uh, and just kind of talk about like marketing in the next year and, um, you know, how data and brand and all of that is going to be really important over this next year. We actually get to do that a couple of times. We're going to be with Kane crew, um, yeah, and you know, just 20 group uh, next yeah, week in uh, Phoenix. I think, you know, data and brand are going to be, and I, here's what's crazy. We're like, yo, data and brand. And the people are like, yo, we know Kyle's the data guy. And we know Paul's the brand guy, but like, it just consistently <laughs> it matters. It doesn't, it just always matters. doesn't matter if it's 2019, 2023. It's just those two things are important when it comes to marketing and keeping customers, you know, happy and, and connected and all of that. But so, really the, the, yeah. like anything, like you have experts and, and a lot of experts will be like, yo, I say the same three things for my entire career. Right. I right. just reorder the words. Right. But the, the, <laughs> the truth is, is, is the recontextualization of it for the current climate is yes. where all the traction is had. Right. Yep. You don't you, like you could be in shape right now. You could be in better shape. You don't need more expertise. You don't need another program. You just need to recontextualize what you already know for how you feel today. All right. We'll keep moving because we'll get tied up in that real quick. Uh, we're going to we Baltimore would. later this week. We're going to scope out a SodaCon. Announced it yesterday. If you didn't hear, it was like a really like rolling start announcement just like a just a we just threw out a little softball to save for you the date right? <laughs> to yeah. save the date it's the end of september yep. what is the date? 25th through 27th 
Something like that. 26, 27, 28. Yeah, hang I don't out know. that yeah. last week of September. Just draw a big circle around it because you're coming to Baltimore to hang with us at a soda con. Right. It's going to be nuts. Uh, you still make the end of the month. You'll be fine. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. we'll get you home in time to do all the stuff. Uh, NADA, we're going to be on the ground there as well uh, for like four or five days. We're going to roll heavy. Please, if you're going to NADA, let us know in the comments. Come say hi to us while we're Just, there. Uh, let's record some content. Let's hang out. Let's meet in person. Let's uh, talk about stuff. Speaking of talking about stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Segway. Time. Segway in the intro. Go ahead, Kyle. What's happening this week? Something real special. Hey, in the latest news, Tesla headquarters, China chief Tom Zhu, so the guy, he was in China, uh, has been promoted to oversee the electric car makers, U.S. assembly plants, as well as sales operations in the U.S., Europe, and North America. Now, he's the highest profile executive at Tesla. The second busy man. CEO Elon Musk, which I think right now is an extremely important position with his, with Elon's focus on, I mean, not just Twitter, but like they got SpaceX and the, couple you know, things. They got a bunch of different things going on. And so that position is a massive position when it comes to, especially like I was reading in the news just this morning, a lot of people are pointing and looking at Tesla as like, what are they going to do in this new year's, you know, like they didn't hit projections on deliveries in, in Q4, even though they were up from Q3, they had the incentives. They're continuing some of the incentives here in the first, first quarter. So I, I think that a lot of eyes are on Tom zoo this morning going, okay, what's it going to look like? What is it going to do? You know, is, is the stock going to rebound all of that type of stuff? So, um, I like this guy. I think, I think you're like right on the mind. I think it sounds like when I read this, I was like, I, f- I felt all the Tesla investors breathe a collective sigh of half a sigh right. of relief. Like they were like, we got okay. a guy to look at. Here okay. we go. Okay, Somebody's yeah. paying attention. That's, that's qualified. <laughs> so get this. I love, I loved kind of like the energy around this guy, just from these few things that I learned about him. Um, you know, so he was hired last year and promoted um, to come in and troubleshoot production issues. And he is one of the reasons that they rebounded so well from the China COVID lockdowns. Coworkers yeah. said that he was among the first batch of employees to sleep at the factory to make sure it kept running. And they, you know, according to people that, that know him, they say he's a no fuss manager. He's got a buzz cut. He prefers wearing a Tesla fleece, right? You know, and he lives in government <laughs> subsidized housing. That's a 10 minute drive from the, from the Shanghai factory. I'm sure he's moving this, but this like, cat, can, I'm going to call it right now. Tom zoo. That's a car guy. That's a, car you know guy. what I'm saying? Get it done. Full man. car guy. I mean, you can say what you want about work-life balance, but the man's obviously got some purpose, some work ethic. Right. He believes in what he's doing. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the U.S. manufacturing and like, can he uh, keep it aligned? And can he like, I mean, can you imagine being the guy that Elon Musk trusts with that much? Like just that's, the, the that's accountability that needs to happen there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I can really get behind a guy like that. Yep, I, think I can definitely the auto get behind industry it. And, and, and I'm excited to, because I do think that Tesla's a brand that we look to a lot. And, and as an industry, we need to take a lot of note from that. So I'm interested to see kind of how he takes the role and takes the position into, you know, really, really expanding that business and, and giving other auto manufacturers and auto dealers something to look towards, something to kind of like track at, um, because I, I, I think that that's important. Speaking of something to track at. I had to read this one twice when I saw it, but as of yesterday, January 1st, 2023, or January 2nd, 2023, Hyundai has completely stopped selling ICE vehicles in the country of Norway. 
completely. Not another one will be sold. Um, Blows my mind. Norway's goal is to end ice sales by not 2020, not 2030, 2025. In the year 2025. <laughs> so ending ice sales by the year 2025, and most of their vehicles currently have a plug. There's only a few percent of ice vehicles wow. being sold in Norway at all. In 2020, it was about 55%. In 2021, 65%. Last year, they think once the numbers are all in, they're going to be close to 80%. So uh, we got a quote here from uh, Thomas Rosvold, managing director, which is like CEO of Hyundai Motor Norway. He says, we have great faith in our model portfolio. And now that we have launched the all-new Ionic 6, the time has come to sell only all electric vehicles in the Norwegian market. It's, it's a wild proposition. I, I you know, a lot of people are kind of going to go pointing fingers and going, see, see if they can do it. Uh, you know, we, Let's we level did a little research the people, this Kyle. morning. <laughs> Norway is the fourth, fourth richest country in the world, and that's per capita. So if you think like household family of three as compared to the U.S., that's $60,000 more of income in a family of three. Um, so just like put that on level set. Also, it only has a population of 5.4 million, which is about the size of greater Philadelphia, uh, where Paulie's all from. And, uh, and also land mass, only the same size as New Mexico, uh, which New Mexico has a population of 2.12 million, but still land mass and almost completely surrounded by, by water. And they get the majority of their electricity from hydro sources. So there are a lot of dynamics Not at play. Not quite but a one-to-one. Not a one-to-one, -one, but I still think like there's going to be a lot of people looking at the way that the, you know, the way that the the whole ecosystem works, how start charging infrastructure works, because it's also not a fully developed country. I mean, even though it's a high per capita and it is a first world country, like there, there, there is like antiquated development from a structure standpoint. So, you know, there, there's a, a lot, lot to the, look at and go, yeah. what, what are they doing that other countries can replicate? A lot of the people live in like one part of the country too. Right. So it's it's like take everyone from Philadelphia, put them in the southern end of New Mexico, have everything pretty much run by the government. So like you think standardization, the path there. But there is one yeah. element that I think we'll learn a lot from. And that's the fact that it's a it's a cold climate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a like deal. that's a yeah. question that a lot of people have right now. Right. EVs, it's wintertime. People are like, oh, my car won't charge. My car won't do this. So definitely a lot to learn. And uh, hey, weren't the Vikings from Norway? Yeah, it's something like They're that. kind of big too, right? Norwegians are really tall. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I'm probably getting myself in trouble. <laughs> You're getting yourself full in trouble. <laughs> Unless hey, I'm one right. more interesting fact, and this is just an interesting fact, uh, but if you want to move to Norway because you're just super in on EVs, uh, you better get out your Rosetta Stone because if you want to immigrate there, you got you to gotta speak some Norwegian. You got to speak Norwegian uh, if you're yep. going to live or be a citizen of the country. So that's also a language that is just not easy to get. Not an easy language. I think that's yep, by Nordic design. Language. They're like, we yeah. got we got five million people here. We want to keep it that way. Right? We got enough. <laughs> We're cool. We're cool. We don't even need your oil anymore. Uh, speak. I don't know. I, I thought I had one. It's gone. Did I have a Speaking of Nordic countries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop. Segway. You wrote it in the show notes, man. You wrote it in the show notes. Just not used to it. Segways are usually incredibly random and unplanned. <laughs> And literally before the show, I was like, you wrote a segue into the show notes today. And I was just like, I just forgot all about it because I wasn't even looking at the show notes. I'm just vibing, okay. man. We're just vibing. It's well, after buying good. out the last 13 and a half percent of shares from 
uh, whatever the company's stock symbol is. E-Car-X. <laughs> Volvo is now the proud owner of Zensiact, an auto autonomous driving software development company. Um, they're going to remain a standalone subsidiary, but basically they are dedicated to like figuring out all the autonomous and AI factors that provide zero accidents. Zero accidents is kind of their stated goal. And from the site, they say, we're a company dedicated to revolutionizing car safety by designing complete software stack for autonomous driving and advanced driver assistance systems fighting to end car accidents and make roads safer for any everyone. I mean, that's such a yeah. Volvo play, right? I mean, here's the thing. This is this is my this is my like kudos on the on the on the the purchase here and my argument for autonomous driving. I don't think that any autonomy that that is really really good is going to come from a manufacturer. I think it's going to come from a software first company. Um, and I mean, Tesla is the one outlier on that because I believe they actually are a software first company. Uh, but I think that you're going to probably see more transactions or at least investments similar to this from legacy manufacturers looking at out and out software tech um, to bring in to execute autonomous driving at any level, just because I don't think that the time resources, re, uh, you know, R&D resources that are necessary for any level of autonomy can be housed at um, at the OEM level. And so, you know, I don't think this is the first time we're going to hear of, you know, a manufacturer either fully taking over an autonomous uh, vehicle company or at least buying a large, a large amount of stock or portion of, of investment of a company. I will tell you that I could definitely note several accidents I haven't been in because of some features that are obviously incorporated in autonomous driving, just like safety features in general. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. like that that collision warning, right? Someone stops fast in front of you, you're backing out yep. of a parking spot, it's like car coming from the right, like without a doubt. So um, like these autonomous features, you know, people are driving Teslas to talk about this or that, but having a company that is fully dedicated to that, being absorbed into your point, like, I think everybody can agree. It's a good yep. thing, right? And I mean, I don't know why autonomous driving features and EVs just seem like they, maybe it's because Tesla is kind of like the first one. They just kind of yeah. feel like one in the but same. They're, but they're moving back. I mean, but they move back into ICE vehicles and into hybrid for vehicles sure. a lot. I mean, we just bought a van for my wife and and the, you know, the, the I'll tell you, like, there are a ton of features. I mean, all the lane departure warning, the, you know, the lane keep assist type stuff, the radar but cruise yeah, control. Sienna, right? I mean, yeah, that that's all that's all parts of autonomous driving. It's just autonomous driving Levels. takes them to the next level, you know. And um, so I think you know it, it's a benefit for the entire industry, uh, not just EVs. Although I know that we put them on EVs a lot. Yeah, 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 we do. Well, I don't know. Any closing words, Kyle? It's Tuesday. <laughs> My closing words are: Hey, look the 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 OEM month probably ended yesterday, so we got all these fresh starts. Whether you're in the industry partner or dealer world, uh, so take the fresh start and run with it. Let's That's go! Right. It's a good day to run with fresh starts. It's great. It's Tuesday. Everyone, you had a head start. You were at work yesterday. Everyone's coming back to work today, so time to fresh start. Give someone else a fresh start too while you're at it. Yeah.